Hi, I'm Steve Mabb, Chair of the Australian Shareholders Association, and we're proud to be hosting the 2024 Investor Conference in Melbourne from the 19th to the 21st of May. And we're stoked that Phil, the host of this podcast, is going to be our special guest MC. If you haven't heard much about the ASA Conference, it's a flagship event that attracts around 300 investors and industry professionals, including the Chair of National Australia Bank this year, the Chair of AGL. We have Dr. Sam Hupert, the founder and CEO of Primedicus, and we've also got Richard White, the founder and CEO of WiseTech coming along, along with many others. For a limited time, new members can enjoy special pricing on registration for the upcoming conference, along with a complimentary 12-month digital membership with the ASA. That's two-day conference registration plus one-year ASA membership for $499, a saving of $150. Simply search for Australian Shareholders Conference Register, click on two-day conference non-member, enter the discount code MEM, as in member, 499, the number's 499, so that's MEM 499 to claim your special offer. Come along and meet me and Phil at the conference. We look forward to seeing you there. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shares for Beginners. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is a Shares for Beginners quick tip. Essential lessons, questions answered. Tom Benny is the Communications Director at Navexa.io, a fintech startup that tracks portfolio performance and returns for investors around the world. In this quick tip, Tom explains what a stock is, some of his philosophies around how shares are bought, sold and valued, and initially, how he had to learn all of this on the job. Honestly, yeah, I went in from a position of total ignorance. I barely knew what a stock was, honestly. And then you need to write a long document selling an investment idea and an investment service. So you need to acquire a lot of knowledge very quickly. And yeah, I was I was lucky enough to work with some very smart people, some very focused, passionate financial thinkers who were very generous with their time and their knowledge. So I went from not knowing what a stock was to being able to discuss, you know, relatively complex financial ideas, technical trading and uh, trends, patterns, even sort of different philosophies of, of looking at the market and how things work. And it's, as you probably know, it's um, kind of an infinite world and you can get fascinated on about a great number of things. Can I just ask, what is a stock? I mean, I'm just asking this because I had a listener write to me just last week who didn't seem to know what a share or a stock was. They were actually asking me, saying, well, when you buy a share, does the company just create another share and then sell it to you? And then when you want to sell it to you, who's going to buy it? I mean, really, beginners sometimes don't even really know what the basics are. So, Yeah, there's multiple answers. My kind of bigger answer to that is I think stocks and shares are different things to different people. And I think ultimately when you invest in something, you choose to sacrifice some of your capital and the opportunity cost of sacrificing that capital. It's about an idea or a hope or a promise or a risk, you know. So 
there's that side of it, but then there's also it's a unit, isn't it? It's an agreed unit. It's a contract to have a particular fractional percentage of this particular business. Those are my two answers, I suppose, but they're very different. No, that's um, that's very interesting. The first one's quite a philosophical answer, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think ultimately the world of finance and investing can be quite a philosophical place. Certainly in my experience, you know, my job for a long time was about the ideas of this world. People don't wake up in the morning and, and think, oh, I'm really excited about the PE ratio on this stock X or whatever. It's more about the story. It's about the idea and all those people out there in the last few years that have been buying Tesla shares, I would argue that is probably a very philosophical or, or even emotional thing that they're doing. Yeah, I mean, you hear the terms qualitative and quantitative, and quantitative means, you know, looking at the numbers and qualitative is, it's almost like the vibe of the operation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to get to feel more that it is the vibe that is the important thing. The numbers are important, of course, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, you could say that they're two sides of the same coin. I think when a market, any market for anything, property or whatever it is, is in a an extreme time, extreme exuberance or extreme panic, that vibe is everything. You know, people at the top of a market will sell on emotions. And so at that point, maybe the numbers don't matter so much. But then there's other times and there's certainly other breeds of investors, if you will, who are all about numbers and, I mean, talk to someone like Warren Buffett, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We'll get to talk about Nevexa and about the way Nevexa operates and the service it provides investors. But someone just starting and coming into the um, market, where do you think they should start to learn about their financial literacy from? That's a good question. I I think at the moment it's quite scattered. And I think that you can start with little to no financial literacy, to be honest. At the moment with the the rise of this new breed of sort of app-first investment platforms and low to no brokerage and micro-investing and all these sorts of things, anyone can get in, which is great in a lot of ways. It is fantastic, isn't it? The world has changed so much in terms of investing compared to just 20 years ago where there were so many barriers. Yeah, totally. And I really feel that that's a great thing. I also feel that it doesn't come without risks. You know, it's sort of a, if all these things are on-ramps, to this great, I don't know, highway of investing or or however you want to characterize it, that's really cool. But then there's also the question of, well, you know, where are you going and is this going to be a straight road or, you know, there's all these other factors. But yeah, where do you start? Well, probably by understanding your own personal financial position and goals and investing in knowledge probably is the first thing that I would do. I didn't touch a stock until years of quite considerable exposure to that world because I think a lot of the people that were sharing their knowledge with me they advised caution and patience so yeah you don't really need much to get going you can buy stocks within 24 or 48 hours even if you don't have an account you can get set up totally online sometimes just totally on your phone and off you go and the question is where are you trying to go and why and what are you prepared to risk and tolerate along the way so what are, what are the numbers and uh, the figures that are really important to focus on? Well, one of the big ones is time. A lot of people hear about this idea of annualising performance, and I did too for a long time, and to be honest, I didn't really pay much attention because I just want to know, has the thing gone up or down? But time is a huge factor in making money. 
if you're going to expose your capital to anything, to a stock or anything else, it's, you know, you buy a house and that house doubles in price. That's great. But if it does that in a year compared to 20 years, there's a very different journey that you've taken to get to that result. So if you present someone with those two options, do you want to double your money in 12 months or 20 years? You know, it's a no brainer. So if that's such a no brainer, why don't we see that in our portfolio performance when we're looking at that's one of the things that we're trying to address. So you hear it referred to as annualization, but it's really just measuring the impact of time. How much time have you had to give to get this capital gain or this performance? Trading fees is another thing. Every time you make an investment, you pay money for a transaction. So, you know, if you're paying $50 or $20 per transaction and you're making hundreds of trades a year, that quickly stacks up. I think in a lot of cases, people conveniently just write that off. But over a long term, it does have a big impact on the numbers. So it's worth knowing about, worth being honest with yourself about. Yeah, I guess it's otherwise known as slippage in the industry, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a nice way of um, expressing it, I think. <laughs> yeah, or quote unquote, low friction and all these sorts of terms that get thrown around. And then like I was mentioning, currency gain potentially can, can be a huge factor. And dividend income is a big factor as well. And this is one of the ones where I think a brokerage account would benefit by reflecting dividend income and performance because if you tally that up with your capital gains, it makes things hopefully look a lot stronger. There are people who buy stocks that maybe grind sideways and don't deliver any capital gain but hold them for long enough and the income will will pay for itself. So, yeah, we're just trying to deliver a set of tools that give people the option to see all those things if they choose. If you found this podcast helpful, please tell a friend, especially if it's someone who needs to start thinking about investing for their future. You'll be helping them and helping me to keep this show on the road. Shares for Beginners is for information and educational purposes only. It isn't financial advice and you shouldn't buy or sell any investments based on what you've heard here. Any opinion or commentary is the view of the speaker only, not shares for beginners. This podcast doesn't replace professional advice regarding your personal financial needs, circumstances or current situation. And thank you for listening to my podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.